going on, everybody? It's me, D, and welcome to D's Corner, where we dissect, dissertate, and discuss different things that intrigue both me and my guest for the night. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guest. Hey, everybody. My name's Ed. It's nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, Ed. He's a uh, full disclosure. Uh, this is one of my very good friends. Um, him and I grew up together. We basically went to, well, we didn't share all the same classes together, but we shared quite a few classes together growing up and we went to all the same schools. So when I had my first discussion, a lot of things kind of resonated with him and the friend that I was referring to in that first uh, episode of D's Corner, he did very much recognize who that was. So this is definitely a person to have on because he also wanted to extrapolate a little bit on the anime discussion that I was having before. So um, would you have him on, buddy? Not much, but as soon as I heard uh, who you were talking about, I mean, I mm -hmm. knew exactly who that was. I mean, mm -hmm. it's no surprise that him and me had a very close relationship early on uh, in our childhood, mm -hmm. as you know. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a little before me and you really started to uh, hang out and talk. But um, right. But I remember um, from middle school all the way through high school, I was kind of just you two as the main uh, the main guys of our grade that were like the artistes, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I it was it was just you two, I think, at that point. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this right now. I fully concede that for a time, I mean. I wouldn't even consider myself better than somebody else as far as art goes. Like I would consider mm -hmm. my my skills like a little bit more developed, yeah. But during the time, he was leagues leagues above me as far as um drawing went because he dude, in second and third grade, this dude was drawing like one-to-one -one accurate pictures of Goku and shit like that. Yeah. And that that was like freakishly talented and <laughs> I was jealous. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I never told a lot of people that, but like I was actually really envious of that. You know, I mean, me and you both. Uh, he mm -hmm. actually kind of started that thing with me with just anime being well, not well, like anime drawings, like just being a hobby. Where for you guys, it was more like a real passion, passion. Yeah, but he did inspire that with me and being a hobby, um, and just the fact that I loved anime just as anybody else. But um, I think what uh, goes to show is that. While he did have the talent, you, you, I want to say you were like a late bloomer or anything, but you had the talent as well, mm -hmm. but you refined your skills over time and you didn't stop doing what you were doing. You know, hard work in the end, uh, you know, gives more dividends than just raw talent because he was very talented. Oh yeah. You know, for, for a second, third grader, you know, or fourth grader drawing what he was yeah. drawing, but yeah. he never really got a chance to really go beyond that if you know what i mean actually <laughs> bro if you're out here listening maybe maybe you'll <laughs> maybe you'll get this one day maybe maybe you'll get to listen to this podcast one day but gee if you're out there you actually inadvertently kind of directed my future because i ended up going to college to be a graphic design major because i enjoyed drawing so damn much so <laughs> It, it's so it's so weird like he inadvertently influenced me from childhood and now i am t i'm here today 
doing the graphic design for my own podcast and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> oh know. yeah. Oh yeah, man. I mean, hey, I mean, I've seen your work. I think I saw. I mean, I've pretty much seen your work evolve since like I think high school or even middle school. And yeah. I mean, I got I gotta say, man, you know that hard work always pays off. You know, <laughs> and and this is for anybody that like feels that what they're doing. You know, they're questioning their resolve, or maybe they think that uh, that you know it's not worth it. It's always worth it. Oh right? yeah. Oh That's yeah. That's how I see it. Absolutely. That's the 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 early the early lesson very early on in the podcast podcast is to, uh, you know, persevere, chase your dreams. You never know where they might go. Edgar's words of wisdom right there. for (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, there there was something I actually wanted to talk to you about, though, um, regarding the uh, anime topic. So, um, we all know that a lot of people they had exposure to anime um via tsunami and mm-hmm. one of the one of the fan favorites is dragon ball z it's so, probably it's and not sorry to cut you off i didn't mean yeah. to but i mean yeah. dragon ball z is probably not just for us in in the states but i mean in the world it's probably the most i wouldn't say it's the greatest anime or the greatest manga because it isn't but it is probably the most influential bar none oh absolutely still to this day i see dragon ball z paraphernalia in places i wouldn't even think to look like um like yo like i've been to different hoods dude and i'm telling you right now i'll see like um dudes with like tricked out cars or whatever and goku graphics on them or somebody with a dragon ball um as their gear shifter inside of their car or something like that like in the most unlikely places it's, oh, it's yeah. the craziest shit. Like it is definitely one of the more influ- influential anime. So even if it's not the best in, in terms of quality, it's like I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like it's it's got the kind of almost like the Scooby Doo effect or something like that. <laughs> even even greater, I think, in my opinion, because Scooby Doo is definitely more like America, like. England, yeah. and like that's it. But like uh, a, a, a small little like tangent here uh, that yeah. I wanted to just go off of because we are talking about uh, Dragon Ball Z and anime. Yeah, I don't know ahead, if man. I ever told you this, but I mean, I'm sure you already know this, but I was born an American citizen, but I was raised as a child up until the age of seven in Central America, right? Me right. and my grandmother <laughs> and my older brother. And right. in Central America, in those in those areas in southern and central america there was the dragon ball z anime actually got dubbed before america was able to take it and i did not before, even know that yeah so it was and it wasn't funimation that dubbed it so in central america they kept it was spanish dub the original spanish opening spanish uh, spanish japanese opening and the ending and the and the and the background music all of that was all from the original Japanese. The only thing they changed was the voices, and it was right. in Spanish, and it was, right. and it was raw too. It wasn't like you know, like in Funimation, they would like edit stuff out and make it right. less gory, and right. you got you got the full thing. And mm-hmm. I actually got to experience Dragon Ball Z a little bit earlier than other people, because um, by the time I came here, I was seven years old. By the time I was seven, I had watched from the Saiyan Saga all the way up to 
the ending of the Cell Saga, uh, all of it in Spanish. And then when I came here, what was it, like 99, 2000? Uh, I just saw kids talking like, oh, like Toonami's out. Hey, they got this new anime. It's Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, Dragon Ball Z is new. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, fine, whatever. Let's, you know, let's. And I, and I was ready for the Boo Saga. I was, right. I was done. I, I had watched every. I saw Cell. I saw Gohan. I saw Goku, the Super Saiyans. And nobody knew what was happening. Right. And it was hard for me to talk about it because it would just spoil it for everybody. And then I remember that, you know, I was like, oh, they're only in the Saiyan saga. I was like, wow, these guys, wow, America's behind. Uh, you're there usually ahead on everything. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was just a very, uh, I guess I could say it was a very weird way of me to of seeing like anime but for me i mean you know you're the artiste i right. consider myself of an anime connoisseur if you right. will or... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um you actually because i know um before we even shot this show you kind of just like sort of like tease that that but i had no idea that central america actually got um dragon ball z before so um that that absolutely blows my mind so yeah you were <laughs> you were you didn't you know were, that huh <laughs> man you were the earliest version of a hipster man like you were watching dragon ball z before it was cool literally <laughs> like in america in yeah. america yeah yeah so, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but um yeah going going actually off on something that you said so you consider yourself an anime connoisseur like where did you branch off from after you, you know, initially started on Dragon Ball Z. After Dragon Ball? I mean, I guess you can say that I branched off into all the other, like, popular shonens that pretty much are Dragon Ball Z's child, right? Right. And I'm sure you know the tropes, right? Shonen is for, is geared specifically towards a certain base or group. Oh, yeah. You know, Absolutely. teenage to young adults. And then mm -hmm. there's uh, seinen, which is for young adults to grown men. Or old, or old, or you know, or grown ups, right? Grown up men, and exactly. I've, yeah, and I've, I, I love the shonen, the shonen genre. You know, the Naruto's of the world, the Bleaches of the world, uh, oh, yeah, Hunter absolutely. Hunter, Hunter Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho. But I mean, um, funny thing is that my sister, who's younger than me, obviously, know her, right? Um, she's just getting now into shonen, but right. she watched all of the shonens and is saving Dragon Ball Z for last. And I tell okay. her, you know that like almost all the animes you've watched, Dragon Ball Z has in one way, shape, or form, whether it's the characters, whether it's the villains, whether it's the main character, right? It has influenced them that it has influenced them in some way. I mean, all the main popular shonen characters are pretty much Goku. Right. Like like, like if you really look at them at a base <laughs> level. Yeah, I mean, even to the point where like, you know, I, I guess before One Punch Man became a thing, like Goku was considered like almost like the quintessential like Superman of anime. Like that's why, you know, you see a lot of uh, on a lot of different facets of the Internet. You see a Goku versus Superman crossover because he's just like that's how people seem to see it as like he oh, yeah. is essentially like the Goku of or the, the Goku, the Superman of anime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's. It, it, it's well deserved in my opinion um but yeah I, I, in terms of branching out yeah i guess i branched out a little more into like i dabbled in like slice of life romance stuff but i mean that's just not for me 
Like it's right. it's it's some of it is enjoyable, but nothing for me beats seeing like amazing character development and right. it's a good old fight. Like right. come on, man, like you you know nothing beats that. Uh, no the action absolutely. of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. The the thing about me was that um, for a while I actually stopped watching anime like um because there were a lot of people tell i think during fifth grade there were a lot of people who were starting to get internet access a little bit early and i was a bit behind in that trend so what i ended up doing was just delving more into video games because i didn't have internet to go into something like um at the time I, i don't even know at the time what anime was being um like shown on as far as the internet went um but mm-hmm. i know that people were either like downloading media or just finding ways to watch anime um online that i didn't have access to i was mm-hmm. a little bit late on that uptake so when i finally did return to anime that was well into high school and people were telling me about all these different anime that i hadn't even fucking heard of and so I, I felt a little left out of the group because I was like, what the hell has been going on? Um, but it, an even more important part about that is the fact that I didn't fall into the trap of drawing in the same style that everybody was drawing in. Everybody was so heavily influenced by shonen anime that they ended up when they did discover that they had a talent in drawing, they ended up letting shonen anime be like their first art style. And it's almost like a crutch because they end up holding onto it so tight that um, they never branch out. Whereas me, I took a lot of uh, influence from video games. And the thing about that is that I had a wide array of different collections of video games. And yeah, there there were some anime video games that I owned, but there were also some that were had more realistic art, uh, realistic um, art styles. There were some that had more cartoony art styles. There were some that had like a hibernation of the uh, of the two. So, um, I guess because you you've seen a lot of people draw around you, right? And you've seen what I've seen before, or maybe it's just something that I f- uh, focused on. I don't know. Would you be able to kind of give a perspective on that? I I mean, regarding that, I definitely agree. But, you know, that's just the way it is, right? There's one big thing that just kind of explodes and then it just becomes a big influence on everything. You know, you know, the, the, the biggest thing will always influence the most people, right? Right. So I, but I definitely did see that. Even, even I was into that i mean it hit everybody especially early on right uh you know the guy we spoke of before obviously and like everybody else but mm-hmm. i mean i think what you did right was that you decided to find a style that worked best for you you weren't trying to be a carbon copy you wanted to you know if you didn't feel comfortable with it you didn't do it you know right. and that's and you know and sometimes people don't like different Right, you know, but that's just you know, eh, screw it, right? You know, and, yeah. and I think and I think you did good on that part, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's just that it's just I mean, especially Dragon Ball Z, man. I mean, it, it's just it's its influence is 
it's it's like it's like Michael Jordan. It's like it just transcends whatever it is. Like, (laughs) you know, you know what I mean? Like, it just goes beyond whatever it is supposed to be. Oh, absolutely. Like it's on this mountaintop that it can never be taken down from no matter how much time passes, no matter what other media comes out. I mean, it's just going to, you know, just to stay there at the top and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was definitely influential for quite a few different people. Um, actually, yeah, moving on to like around the time of high school, because that's when like my anime lapse sort of like ended and I started getting back into uh, anime during that time. Um, would you do you think you could remember some of the anime you were starting to get into by that time or has it been because it has been quite a while? So let me see. I mean, the stuff that were well in stride were definitely like Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece, the big three. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you look at Naruto and, you know, and Luffy from, you know, One Piece and Naruto, the two main protagonists, I mean, again, just back yeah. to what we said before, uh-huh. carbon copies of Goku. Like, right. <laughs> like carbon copies of Goku. Like, oh, yeah, the typical that, shonen protagonist. Yeah, you know, you and, and the typical shonen protagonist is something that, you know, everybody takes the base of. And it's like, how do we make him like Goku? Right? right that's pretty right. much what they look at but i mean the little things that i appreciate in terms of the artwork for dragon ball z just trying to stick on that subject of you know liking art and you know drawing and all that um yeah and this i didn't know but dragon ball z was probably one of the first mangas of the time or yeah. even one of the first shows of the time where it would be serious like violence or fighting and yeah. it would actually show the blows connect like you would yeah. see the punch follow through and hit him in the face. You would see an arm getting chopped off, you know, and even for mangas, that was something that they did not do unless it was like a like a very serious, like adult seinen anime or manga. Right. And that I didn't even know. I mean, I was like, wow. And like even that, just in just little, little niches and little things like that in their artwork and everything just heavily influenced everything else that came after it yeah oh um another tangent um so i guess it's kind of sticking to the topic though but um akira toriyama actually ended up doing some artwork for some video games too um mm-hmm. because well, I mean, can you guess which game might come to mind? Because I think you might have played it. It's a it's a very well known RPG. Well, what is it? Though? Dragon Quest or something like that? That one? That's it, one it, of them. It, I it, totally... it, it has a style. I mean, it's. Oh, it is totally a style. Oh, it's it's so him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh fuck, dude! I didn't even um, I didn't even remember about that. Yeah, freaking um. Dragon oh. Quest. Yep. So he's responsible for Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for Chrono Trigger too. His artwork is in Cro- uh, Chrono Trigger. Oh, oh you're yeah. going way back now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Up to the SNES days. Yeah, Dragon Quest, uh, Chrono Trigger. Um, there's a little known game called Toeball Number One, which was like basically in um, almost like a kind of Tekken ripoff. But mm-hmm. that's another one with uh, his art style, and I believe um, he did the artwork for Blue Dragon. I'm like um, I'm pretty I'm pretty positive he did. Yeah, cuz Yeah, I'm very obs- positive he did. His obsession with dragons <laughs> and spiky-haired protagonists, yeah. 
yeah he did uh he did blue dragon as well and all of the all of the protagonists look exactly like go to go 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 to goku go to and go to where (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i mean you know he he's definitely um branched out but um but but yeah yeah uh, I, I I give this art style nothing but praise because still to this day, in my personal opinion, it's one of the more unique or at the very least, one of the most recognizable art styles in anime. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, the, I, probably, probably the most recognized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say the only other ones that would probably be up there would be like maybe uh, Miyazaki, as I mentioned, like a couple of times before in that first episode mm-hmm. and um i do not know the artist for uh jojo but that is oh. that's another freaking unique art style mm-hmm. yeah jo- jojo's bizarre adventure yeah yeah I, yeah my sisters recommended it but uh mm. that's just a whole other rabbit hole i gotta get into oh JoJo's dude yeah adventure. it's 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 a hell of a like i started um I, I was seeing this girl for a little bit um mm-hmm. and me and low uh decided to you know try to integrate her into the friend group as you would do and we were doing this thing for a while where all three of us um remotely through this app called uh cast were watching anime and watching movies and stuff and we tried to start jojo and i think we got like maybe uh i don't know like five episodes in and then we stopped uh i mean all of our schedules started kind of like getting out of sync and stuff like that so but yeah it's a, it's definitely an interesting watch for sure but damn there there's a lot of content there for sure oh yeah i mean uh, i would say that um jojo's and um jojo's and hunter hunter border between being a shonen and, and a seinen just because of their content like right. it's like they definitely show a little more like uh, mature or adult or visceral kind of things like it, you know I guess you know more sexualized things like right. you know you know it's like almost adult but it isn't right you know, like like if like if we're to see it like that but um, yeah I don't know if you've dabbled too much into seinen like adult like mangas but there is one that's really stood out it's always been in the back of my mind for years and i finally got into it and i don't regret it it's berserk right from an, oh, from an, yeah. from an, dude from an artist standpoint if you can draw like like a taro miura, miura you're you, you you'd be you're a god like yeah you, you'd you just you just send like you know like <laughs> uh how would you call it like a like an illustrator like an artist like just god mode man like i mean his artwork is just amazing i look at those panels and i'm like how did you draw this dude like how (laughs) right right exactly um now going off of the uh thing you said about us uh saying uh there was actually an opinion i needed uh from you would you consider something like um say ghost in the shell to be a saying or is it is that something different because i'm still kind of like shaky on my terminology i mean it's also i mean it's also where they're being published right right like like, like attack on titan is mm. is is presented by shonen jump shonen right right but 
but Attack on Titan is like very mature. Like, oh, absolutely! Like it's so mature, and it's um, and it, it, again, it's just like 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 I, like I don't know. Like it's it's hard to it's hard to make it out, but I'm actually googling it right now, like exactly what it is. But oh, yeah. mm, I mean, taking forever to load. But I mean, I would say it's more <laughs> of a sane and kind of thing, just in the show, yeah. because they definitely. I mean, it definitely talks about some dark shit. And oh, it's yeah. very, very mature, and it's very, very visceral in some of the panels in in the original, original manga. Like, yeah, not just a show, but yeah. Oh, look at that! Yeah, it's Stainin. There we go. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, even you know, kind of both the manga and the um, and the actual anime, uh, there are very heavy themes. Um, there are basically like reenactments of like uh, well, not straight one-to-one reenactments but there are heavy leaning like almost kind of nazism uh, like leanings towards the later half of the season or whatever not intentionally like glorifying it or whatever but like it's almost kind of like drawing like a parallel um to it like i don't know how far you've actually gotten into attack on titan uh no yeah attack on titan um no yeah i've i've read i'm reading the manga um, mm. I got up to the part where they discover that, you know, they can leave the island and all that jazz. Yeah. I haven't gotten yeah. to the time skip, but I know that it gets very, very, like, again, yeah. just very dark. Very, it gets heavy. It gets really heavy. It gets yeah. like, you know, you, you know, you're you're sacrificing your own morals for yeah. what you believe that you that you need to do. I mean, you yeah. know, what's the price for freedom and all that? I mean, you know, in. in it, it again that's why i consider attack on titan more of like a like a seinen than an actual of, shonen than, yeah. than a shonen because yeah. shonens do have a that tint of lightheartedness right yeah or that or that or that like tint of like naive optimism right or like like if you want to call it that uh dragon ball z has in our you know naruto it's like he can get his arm chopped off and he'll be like i'll never give up and you know <laughs> that's not how that's not how real life works right like if you're getting your right. arm chopped off you're getting your arm chopped off and you know it the the the, the re, you know it's also with the realism right yeah uh, like like with berserk it talks about like even though it is rather supernatural you mm-hmm. know causality and you know do you control your fate and you know and what is the meaning of life and you know all that uh, oh yeah oh so here's a question i want to ask you you and i mm-hmm both very very hardcore metal gear solid fans would you would you (laughs) now this is a two-part question but i'm gonna let you extrapolate on both um but i'm gonna ask the first part of the question one do you think that metal gear as a series would make a really good anime i mean it would be hella long uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Metal Gear. I think if you were to make Metal Gear, it would have to be a Satan, just because of what, what it, what it shows and what it represents. You would have to put it there with that adult adult content. But I mean, if there was to be like a, if there was to be like a like how, how would you call it like an adaption? Yeah, right from video game to manga yeah um you would uh, one i wouldn't want the art style to change 
That'll be the right. that would, I mean that would be the number one thing. If you're going to draw snake, it has to be yeah. snake like you you know that like concept art that they have of the of like all the of like all the characters and it like it looks gorgeous. Like yeah. not the video yeah. game renders, but like their concept art and like in the covers of the games. Yeah, you know, I was the, actually about to get to that because I was gonna say, would you want it in that uh that, yes. that yeah, that art style is actually called Sumie and it's um it's basically um a calligraphic type uh, type of art where like essentially I love these it. dudes are yeah these dudes are drawing in like call- calligraphy brushes or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah would you yeah and that's uh basically leading into my third question would you just in any way like to just see an anime in that art style because I don't think I've ever seen an anime in the Sumie art style I've seen things that are similar mm-hmm. in certain instances. I know, I know, um, I know that some mangas have have taken that into certain instances, right. added it in certain instances and in certain panels to add a certain effect of what they're trying to portray. But right. a full-on just manga where like that's the main, like that's the main style of what they're using to represent everything. No, yeah. I don't think I've seen that yet. But I mean, right. if if Metal Gear was to make a manga with that one, it would be hard. But mm. you would have to get a very dedicated team for that, right? But I mean, if if they if they did that, it would be one. It would be awesome, and <laughs> it would be it would be legendary. I would I would love it. Like if if they just if they just did like I don't know like the life of Snake or something or the life of Big Boss. Yeah. Like like in that style, it would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think there are still facets of the Metal Gear universe that haven't been explored yet. Um, there's been so many, you know, different jumps in time, and we've like gone from the past to the future, back to the past again. It's so it's like it's a very very interesting story but like yeah there's still a lot of uh untapped potential in my personal opinion yeah i I fully agree i would definitely love to see um an anime and the sumie style and just see all those like brush strokes just come to life on the screen um so yeah so uh what have you been watching lately as far as anime goes uh well, I've been re-watching Dragon Ball Z just because of of, of my sister because she right. uh, she's finally seeing it. She's up to the Cell Saga. Uh, right. She introduced me to Hunter Hunter, so I've I've been watching Hunter Hunter. I'm I'm still early on into it, but I I mean, you know, um, I just I poke fun of it because I tell her, oh, you know this. It's just like what happens in Dragon Ball, and it, and, it, right. and, it, and then she comes up to what happens in Dragon. Ball. She's like, "God damn it, you're right." And then, mm. <laughs> but um, I mean, in terms of something that I'm really invested in, I guess it would be, it would it would definitely be Berserk. Um, I, oh, I'm, I am a hundred, and I and I am caught up to it in the manga because the oh, artwork nice. is, and and I want to buy the volumes, like the most, mm. like all the volumes, because. You know, and and, and 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 just to for anybody out there, Berserk is it's an amazing piece of art. It's mm-hmm. not for everybody though, just because it's so what's the word? It is dark, but dark in a very in a very 
Game of Thrones on steroids kind of way. Right. Where, where like if something happens to somebody, there's no fixing it. There's no wishing it back. There's no magical plot hole that's going to fix it. If someone dies, oh, yeah. they die. Right. Yeah. Like the like, yeah. if, if someone loses their arm, they lose their arm. Yeah. If they get a scar, they get a scar. And, and like, that's it. Like, and you know, and, and, and it, and it definitely plays or it doesn't play out, but it definitely represents and it uses a lot of like the darkest side of humanity. I mean, you're going to see some really messed up shit. Like you're going to see rapes. You're going to see, right. You know, like murders and tortures and you're going to, and then you're going to see the good part of humanity too. But I mean, for anybody there that's reading manga and you have not read Berserk, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. If it is probably to me, and I still consider it today, one of the greatest pieces of literature and art in the modern era. Like it is amazing. Like the story's amazing, the characters are amazing, the fights are amazing, all of it's amazing. Everybody should watch it. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm advocating for Berserk here. <laughs> Uh, just attention, folks. Um, he is not sponsored by Berserk. Uh, <laughs> I wish. I wish Kentaro Miura was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna like uh, pay you to like do this," but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you say that you've been reading a lot of manga. Where do you um, tend to get your manga from? Do you get them from one source, or do you just kind of pick and choose from anywhere you can find uh, manga? I mean, manga, I'm trying to find avenues where I can just read physical copies. I'm definitely not somebody that has like a stash of manga right? Like, somewhere in my closet. I wouldn't even have room for it if I right. wanted to. But um, I try to look at it. I try to see it on online mainly just because mm -hmm. it's the best way. Oh, but, yeah, but I definitely feel like I should be giving back to these like writers because they definitely, you know, that's how they earn their living, right? Yeah, but, you know, for the, for anything that's like small time, I mean, yeah. you know, I I feel like we should, but you know, Absolutely. I definitely watch most of my stuff online, like read it online, mm -hmm. uh, a hundred percent. If there's an anime, I'll watch the anime. But yeah, okay. Um, now this is just a qu question for me directly, or this is yeah, a question uh, from me directly to you. But um, before the wake of COVID nineteen, where we all had to mm -hmm. socially distance, um, have you ever been to a store called? Kino Kunia. It's a it's a store in man, uh, Manhattan. No. What is that? <laughs> oh, well <laughs> I'm gonna spell it out for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna post it in the uh, show notes. Um thing. but yeah, this place uh is a three-level bookstore. Um you could Google like I think I spelled it right, but uh yeah, you could definitely Google the exact address, but it's a um it's a place over Midtown, I believe, or close to Midtown. Um, it is a three-level bookstore. In the basement, they have fully Japanese books, like fully like Japanese. Like if you wanted to just indulge in uh, just Japanese culture, that's the place where you would go. Um, but of course, buyer beware because you have to be good at Japanese, obviously. Second oh. floor, what's that? <laughs> Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, second floor is a general bookstore with some mix of pretty, but the third floor, it's full of manga. It's almost like walking into like, you know, uh, 
to be frank here, like a weeaboo's freaking wet dream. Like there's manga there. There are a bunch of Japanese centric video games. There are Japanese centric board games, pop figures, um, all types of different collectible paraphernalia. You have um, a little juice bar that you could go to and get, I think like bubble tea um, and Pocky and all that stuff. Like it, it is, it is every teenage weeaboo's freaking wet dream. <laughs> so no, I, mean, I just it wanted looks, to. It, it looks dope. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Um, yeah. If I mean, you know, I work in the city. Well, but due to COVID, I I've been for you know we're at a work from home basis right now, and it's mandatory. Yes. So when when I do when we when I do go back to the city, I'll definitely take a look. Um, yes. I just need to see how far it actually is yeah from where yeah. i am at work I, I would definitely not want to um inconvenience you for sure um well i mean it's 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 close to the library if that does anything for you i have no idea where the library is <laughs> got it <laughs> but uh but all i can say is that uh, my job is relatively near to nation right uh and uh and times square so i mean it, you know, okay I'll, well I'll it figure did figure it out yeah it well i tr- i walked there with a bunch of friends um it, it was me um and two other three other friends um and we all kind of just like had like you know a little kind of kind of geeky day like we <laughs> we weren't being cringy weebs about it <laughs> but like everybody has that phase at one time if they're getting into um japanese culture just generally just getting into that world um and at first we had stopped at Midtown Comics and then we went to Ajisen Ramen and then we went to uh Kinokunya. Um so yeah, it was it was definitely like geek day that day for sure. And I I have no I have no L's towards that at all. I absolutely if, if I could do it again, I would, but you know, again, COVID. <laughs> so Shit, I do it too. <laughs> yeah. You you actually have the opportunity to do it. I'm I am no longer in New York State, so <laughs> Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta come back, man. I think it oh, just yeah. it it just needs to happen. But but yeah, man, the the you know, the the whole thing with manga and stuff, I mean, I, I think I think it's it's probably going to be like a more popular medium than American comics at some point, just because their art style is it's hard to explain, but I just feel like manga has more of like a charismatic kind of like art style than American than 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 basic American art styles. Again, some American art styles are amazing. I feel like some artists are great, you know, but I feel like even America is like straying away from that cartoony, like, like how you said before, like four finger hand, yeah, like, like art style. There, they're realizing that there's more to it than just you know drawing a stick and you know and yeah, you know, and an eye and eyeballs. But um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, My, like, <laughs> well, I think also um, just culturally. Um, American comics are starting to become very much more politicized, which I stand strongly against because, I mean, mm-hmm. unless the comic is geared towards that, um, I really don't think it should play a pivotal role in deciding exactly where the uh, direction of a comic book goes. 
Um, and I feel like a lot of the yeah manga don't really don't really uh, indulge too much in that. They are very much their own self-contained worlds. Whereas yeah, um, especially lately, um, I think America. Media- and sorry to interrupt, but I, I just yeah. feel like America in general is just trying to take all forms of media and politicizing them, which is not good. No, like, not- they've been doing this everywhere, and it's just not- like you know, like keep it out of it out of our comics like keep it out of the video games stop yeah it. um and that's another thing i want to promise to um anybody listening um i will try to um lo and i will both try to make both zero sentiment and my solo segment um we'll try to make it as apolitical as possible because in the wake of everything that's already happening we don't need to be another voice in the ether talking about the same thing because i know these things are important we get it but there also needs to be an escape from it because i feel like every again what you were saying before every piece of the media at this point is starting to get heavily politicized and i frankly just want people to have an outlet so please to to me yeah to me it's borderline almost dangerous to be doing that yeah absolutely like 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 look and again this is me with no bias at all you know, I'm, I am. I am a centrist at heart. Mm. I am a centrist at heart. All right. right. Um, it bothers me, and again, it bothers me personally on on different levels. That yeah. like Nickelodeon is like, and I don't know if you knew this, but Nickelodeon is like promoting, like is is having like Black Lives Matter commercials within Nickelodeon. Like, yeah. like you don't need like I like I like we get it we get it black lives do like it's something that's that is it's not even it's not even controversial because it's controversial because yeah. it's common sense to me but yeah. it's con- it's they're making it controversial just because you're trying to just shove this down people's throats in exactly. a way that you shouldn't you know what I mean yes like yes. it's 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 like why show this to kids they should be seeing cartoons and be taken away from like whatever's happening why are you shoving this down people's throats especially little kids you know what i mean like yeah um i i guess it's it's to try to from my perspective or like just trying to like see it from a, a pragmatic angle i guess it's trying to raise more informed kids which i understand but at the same time it is some uh I, w- I want them to be able to delve into that information when they're ready to rather than just it being just tossed at them because you know while some are amenable to uh to uh, being shown certain things some are just not ready you know i know i know for a fact that i didn't get into anything political or anything uh uh remotely approaching that until i got older like into my teens almost because i didn't want you know uh call call it willful ignorance or what have you but like there were just certain things that uh as an adult there are certain things as an adult that kind of add stress to my mindset (laughs) so for me to take that on as a young kid it's just you know it's it's not really feasible for anybody just wanting to just grow up and just be happy for a little bit <laughs> you yeah. know oh yeah definitely and 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 in my personal opinion like you know if 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 you want kids to grow up believing that you know 
they shouldn't they, they should see people just by how they are as people then yeah. don't shove that kind of stuff into their throats because in some because with some kids you might make the opposite effect and you don't oh, want yeah. that you know what i'm saying like i wasn't and, and look at this for anybody listening to this mm-hmm. i am and i'll just say this right now i am a white hispanic okay <laughs> and he is a black man and we are great <laughs> friends and we have never seen each other as like you are this and this and this and this no you're just my friend you're a person you're my friend and that's how it should be okay exactly. i wasn't i wasn't raised by like you know a bunch of like you know like white guilt spanish people they, <laughs> I, they, they just they just taught me be good to everybody else and mm-hmm. respect everybody else that respects you and that's it and that's it exactly that's exactly. that's all you need to teach children like yeah not, not all not, don't try to shove things down their throats <laughs> yeah we all live the we all live the human experience i was having this conversation um with my friend in england who is going to be on here at some point mm-hmm. uh because uh there are important things not to associate with skin color but like more like um different countries where different mm-hmm. countries have different cultures and you know mm-hmm. that that's a different thing to share a culture with somebody that's that's a beautiful thing but to basic ba- you know to basic all on skin color or something like that when they're born in like a country that has like a solidified uh culture yeah that's that's a little bit different like you know you could for instance um there are people in England who are black white Indian, uh, Asian, but they all share the same culture, (laughs) more or less with like, you know, certain parts of like their native culture mixed in, you know, they're a little bit of a melting pot, like basically like us, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there is, and I could be like, oh, just because again, this is just an American perspective, so I'm I'm a bit ignorant as this uh, <laughs> towards this. So take no seriously, take it with a grain of salt. But I don't believe that um, there is as much of a super racial divide over there. There might be inklings of it, but I'm not sure how strong it is because I do think that as far as culture uh, culturally, especially in a place like let's say like in the heart of London or something like that culturally um it's a lot more homogenous you know hmm. but- yeah definitely um and just to <laughs> confirm with you because I was raised in another country mm-hmm. um I would not be able to have a 35 minute long conversation with anybody even my own family members that live mm-hmm. in that other country but I can with you funny how that works huh (laughs) no so i mean it's just it just goes to show that like you know it's you know all this race and stuff color i mean it's in the end you know you want to be you know you don't you as when you see people by who they are that's that's all that matters i mean in the end but i mean again i know we and we went off a little off on that and that is no peace and love fine. and stuff but <laughs> that is perfectly fine but, uh, um, <laughs> no it, it's really perfectly fine because like at the end of the day yeah that's what I want this show to definitely like kind of kind of sort of 
inadvertently represent just like you know us coming together you know we're all we're right. all peoples of all people of different walks of life you know <laughs> um at some point we'll probably listen to this i mean like i looked at the analytics and there were like 50 listens for our first episode and oh, nice. um all in america sure but i'm pretty sure within that there were quite a few different ethnicities and things like that uh listening and i think that's more important i think i think cultures transcend race in my personal opinion like you know because a- after all we <laughs> here uh, here in america you know even though we have like i was bringing up similarly to uh, a place like england or specifically somewhere in um in like central london or something like that where mm-hmm. there are certain areas that are just like melting pots and they end up like sharing like essentially a homogenized version of the culture because you've been you've been in manhattan before you've you've seen how everybody ends up in that hustle and bustle despite the fact everybody, that yeah, yeah despite the ba- despite <laughs> the fact that everybody comes yeah despite <laughs> the fact that everybody comes from a different walk of life have different ethnic ba- backgrounds or what have you you're still trucking along on those <laughs> times square uh sidewalks just Every, everybody's trying to head to the same place and that's work <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> at the end of the day you know it, it is even statistically proven that you are going to relate more to anybody regardless of race from mm-hmm. your own neighborhood than just mm-hmm. because somebody has the same skin color or same ethnicity yet. I mean it's just it's just it's just normal. It's natural, you know? Oh, yeah. And and I think and I think we're proof of that. Oh, yeah. Me, you and, and and all of our other friends, you know, if you if you look at our if you look at just again just for me personally my base friend group like it, it says quote unquote diverse as mm-hmm. you can get i mean for real like all walks of life different cultures different values well similar values but not exactly the same and oh, yeah. all friends for years you know oh yeah friends for That's years cool. everybody friends for years get along great hang out similar interests i mean it's amazing for sure for sure um now to just get back on topic for like just a couple more questions um, one would you what would you recommend as far as like a streaming service for viewing anime because i've used both I mean, I've used two anime, uh, well, two platforms for anime so far. I've got? used both. I've used both Crunchyroll and surprisingly mm-hmm. Netflix. Um, and mm-hmm. in my opinion, I'm not trying to inform yours, but in my opinion, I think that Netflix has actually been coming out with a really good catalog lately. But what would you say as far as like anime consumption? That, that's that's the thing with with anime now. Uh, I don't think. Uh, especially with American anime or mm-hmm. just, or just Japanese subbed uh, anime, I think. Yeah. I think right now we're in a state where one thing is trying to monopolize it, and they can't just because it's so broad and right. it's hard for them to. Right. So I, honestly, I think you're you, you're definitely on the right track if you're using your Crunchyrolls and your and your Netflix. I know right. I use them, uh, right. but. Um, 
I would also recommend Verve because I... Verve is kind of like an amalgamation of a lot of things. And sometimes you might get what you actually want, uh, right? Um, and Ver- Verve is great. I think it's like seven dollars six fifty a month or something. It's really not that not that expensive, and you it know, combines a lot of these things, so it's great. Right? Yeah. I um, I I don't remember where I've heard it. It was a YouTuber that I guess was sponsored by Verve, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are now. (laughs) Yeah. No, most of them are sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, but we don't talk about Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, God. (laughs) Let's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, you know, this podcast was brought to you by Raid. No, let me stop. (laughs) Oh, I will leave this right. Leave this in that. Yo, (laughs) yo, how much money is Raid Shadow Legends giving people for them? Like, yo, half of YouTube was shilling that shit at one point, man. I mean, some are still are, but I feel like I feel like it's just one of those things where like they'll literally just just because they want the just because they want their name out there, they're literally like, oh, you have like 1,000 subscribers, 100 subscribers here, we'll sponsor you. Like, yeah, well, like they're like, they'll just, they literally like throw it out there, like nothing. Like if, it, like here, mm-hmm. we'll sponsor you, we'll sponsor you. Like my, my thing is, how much money do you think they had to burn? Because I, I'd seen so many different people uh being sponsored by raid shadow legends like dude i even remembered that i went on to a um a youtube channel that that doesn't even talk about video games like at all Mm -hmm. like their subject matter is completely absent from it but they said that this is brought to you by raid shadow Legends. i was like yo it's here too what Dude, dude like i mainly listen to like to like anime or manga or 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 um or fiction power scalers because i'm feeling yeah. into that stuff like set yeah. the programmer swag kage like right you know clyde the weeaboo it's like the, all of them yeah you know, they don't talk about video games if they even do if mm-hmm. ever and it's like all rage shadow, shadow legends i go to like a a sports youtuber like a, I love basketball. So a basketball mm. YouTuber, all oh, Raid Shadow Legends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to so, Tim's Cooking Show. But first, this video was brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Like, wait, no, I just came here to learn how to cook. Like, what you talk about, man? Yeah, just teach me how to flip my pancakes. Like, what yeah, you talk about? It's like, come on, man. Like, I want to talk about like Harry Bird's like '86 season, not freaking. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I, I, back to the what? What was the question? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, we were just talking about recommended platforms. So, so far we have Netflix, uh, Crunchyroll and Verve. Yeah. I haven't used that yet. Um, yeah. Um, another one, I guess, I guess the the other one, I get, I mean, you can say the big four are Verve, Funimation, Crunchyroll and Netflix. You got two of the big four. I don't, I, I use Netflix. I use someone else's account, but, uh, Mm. yeah, screw it. You know, I, I basically have Netflix and Mm. I, my sister has Funimation, and I have Verve, so right. I have three of the f- I have three of the four. But I I mean, Ian, if you just really want to get into anime and really delve into it, it it's gonna suck because it's not monopolized into one medium. So you just have right. to like I don't know, man. Figure it out with your brother. Be like, hey, you know, your roomie or whoever you're with, just be like, hey, how about you pay for this one? I pay for this one. For this one, I pay for this one, and then they. Mm. <laughs> 
and you'll <laughs> and you'll have almost all the anime accessible to you. <laughs> Word. All right. So, last question. You ready? Mm. Corey in the house. Best uh, best anime ever. How did I know I was going to come to this? <laughs> why do you do this? Uh, because that's why. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about yeah. That should about uh, do it for this episode of uh, D's Corner. Thanks a lot for joining me, dude. Um, I really hope to have you on for more because um, I feel like you did great. You had a lot to say, and you've always been this way. Honestly, you you get my brain going. Like you remember. <laughs> You remember when we used to uh, used to give me rides from college, and we would oh, just yeah. have like these <laughs> really oh. just insightful conversations. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I think I think I'm I, I'm I'm just the type of person that I'm. I've always been pragmatic, or I try to be, and I'm somebody yeah. that just I just like. You know, I'm I've always been a curious kid, I guess, and that just goes with like my attitude, like. You know, and how I and how I see things. Um, of course. So I think that's where that stems from. You know, and I'm and I'm somebody that, whether it be you know anime or politics or or whatever, I'm willing to. Again, it, argue isn't really the word for it. I call it a healthy debate. You know, because right. I can leave my emotions out of it. If someone puts their emotions in it, whatever. But right. I've always been somebody that's been willing to, you know say what i mean and mean what i say right so right (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah with all that being said folks uh thank you so much for listening to this episode of d's corner so until next time you are always welcome (laughs) in my corner peace (laughs) 